The views and opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the author and any content provided by the hosts or the guests of this podcast are based on their own opinions and upon information that they consider accurate or reliable. It should not be relied upon as such. The content should be only considered for entertainment purposes only. Thanks. Get your smoke on, I get your chill on. Let's get these conversations on. Crawling on moms and anybody who's living life. The Pop Moms Podcast is here. Talking all things cannabis with a mama twist, like a freshly rolled hemp joint infused with a bit of that, a bit of this. It's all part of the experience of life. Thanks for tuning in. You ready to begin? Then welcome to the PMP. Pop Moms Podcast. The Pop Moms Podcast, it's on The Pop Moms Podcast, it's the Pop Moms Podcast Oh, it's on Oh, hello there, and welcome to the Pop Moms Podcast I'm your host, Kate Today, we are talking to Guy, the CEO of Papa and Barkley a cannabis company known for their relief balms and oils best used for pain relief and joint care, but also tincture, edibles, ingestibles, and uh, just really rooted all in the name of whole plant and full spectrum. He's swept emerald cups, but you really wouldn't know it by how grounded Guy is. He's been working in the cannabis industry for a minute, and he has full credentials to support. I felt completely out of my league talking to him. Uh, But one of the things that really stood out to me was how he came to the party without an ego. He went from being a cannabis advocate, but I would still call him an advocate, uh, to working to provide standardized and, well, really great product so that people could experience cannabis in a positive way, the way it was intended to be enjoyed. He thinks that developing your cannabis palate not only helps you find a tailored regimen, but also we kind of owe it to the plant. I can't tell you how much I learned and how much I really enjoyed speaking with him and hearing about his experiences and how they've helped to shape Papa and Barkley into what it is today. Now back to P&B Kitchen, one of the three brands under the P&B umbrella, Guy is the CEO for Papa and Barkley, and he's been on the team since the brand started. He is at the forefront, along with chocolatier and gummy artisans, Jonah and Lindsay, and then they're launching their two new products, dun-dun-dun, chocolate bars and gummies. Let's tune in to find out more. Keep blazing and stay amazing. The Pop Moms Podcast. It's the Pop Moms Podcast. Oh, it's on. Today we're here with Guy. Um, we'd love to learn a little bit more about you, how you became uh, you know, involved in the cannabis industry, maybe something about your first time smoking, as well as like if you have any favorite strains or how you like to consume. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, my name is uh, Guy Rocourt. I am the co-founder and CEO of Papa and Barkley. Um, I got into cannabis, uh, you know, I was aware of cannabis when I was younger in high school. We'll talk about the first time I smoked versus the first time I actually got high. They are usually uh, sometimes separate instances. Um, I also, uh, you know, in terms of my career in cannabis, um, I was in inter- entertainment and I was lucky enough to do uh, a movie with a gentleman named Montel Williams, talk show host and big time cannabis advocate. 
and I started advocating and, you know, I got a job here in California coming out from the East Coast at Paramount Pictures. And this is about 1998. And so I saw the whole 215 thing happening. So I immediately got a card. Um, I started working with a, one of my partners in a small just hobby grow. He had Crohn's disease. So really working with patients, really understanding the efficacy of medicinal cannabis. I, you know, knock on wood, was have never really had a an ailment that required, you know, any aggressive treatment, but I've definitely been involved with a lot of people, especially in the autoimmune world, which, you know, is lupus, MS, Crohn's, and of course, cancer is, you know, I consider an autoimmune uh, response. And so cannabis and the ECS system really seems to reset that. So that kind of really sparked my passion. But at one point in the early 2000s, you know, two lights becomes four lights, become eight lights, become no doc loans and grow houses. And I had a choice between advocacy and providing safe access because I don't think you can do both safely. So I decided to just, you know, kind of lower my personal profile, provide safe access to dispensaries in California under the 215 system. Um, and it wasn't until basically 2011 that, you know, some stuff was happening in Colorado and I had already learned how to make, you know, awesome vape pens with my partner, we were sending these vape pens around and I got a lot of buzz around like, hey, you know, you should do something with this vape pen. Um, and I raised some money and did a compliant business uh, in Colorado. So that was my first like compliant, like legit business outside the traditional market. And I learned a lot there because I was so hot to over refine cannabis and have all the toys that I was denied in my, you know, previous 15 so years of <laughs> cultivation and hash making that I just went down the rabbit hole like a lot of us have. Um, coming to Pop and Barkley was an aha moment of like, wait a minute, the way we got in this industry, what really got us through prohibition was things grown in grandma's garden and bring things made in grandma's kitchen. And do we really need to over refine cannabis? Everything else in the zeitgeist is more natural. You know, it's not about white sugar or white bread anymore. It's about seven grain breads and raw sugar. And so I was like, wait, solventless is the future. And this is about eight years ago when we started Pop and Barkley. And so I was glad to be pulled back into the reality of like solventless is premium cannabis. And if you want to have premium cannabis formulations, you need solventless because that means their job that means the extractor did their job you know and you have these more whole plant efficacious products so that's how i got into the industry that's how i got my passion for solventless and creating awesome cream clean label premium products because i do believe cannabis has always been part of a greener larger greener movement um and then in terms of my first time smoking first time i ever smoked was uh, at a deaf leopard concert in giant what was giant stadium i'm originally from new york and i had gone out with the homies um and you know the first time like it didn't really uh affect me on the way there but i remember by uh walking in the parking lot and really starting to feel the effects because i couldn't put together the fact that they had a one-armed drummer and that made no sense to me and then i was like oh this is what critical thinking and free thinking is about when your mind is just opened up and just constantly questioning and I've been addicted to that forever. That's a really cool, okay, that's a really cool background, number one, like straight up bow down. But also, like, that's a really good way to explain your first time smoking, where all of a sudden you're like, holy cow, there's this whole other path of thinking that, you know, maybe was elusive based off of the heavy traffic in our lives, especially right now, you know. Uh, so I think that's really cool. I appreciate your passive advocacy. That's absolutely amazing. And I love how, you know, you really speak to, it. it, it is hard. It's 
it's hard to do both because one is always not given the 100%. So like there is a real big need. And I do think that there is honestly a lot of advocacy in being out there and creating a product that is standardized and that is safe to use. And that is, you know, like well-rounded and rooted in education. Like we need products like that so that we can continue to break the stigma, to have people feel more comfortable in their use. Cause that's like, that's honestly like the biggest, that's the biggest gateway. That's the biggest gateway to the gateway drug, right? Like That's the biggest, the biggest problem is, um, you know, a lot of the times when I like will work with moms on trying to help them find find solutions, you know, maybe it's postpartum, maybe it's just that they haven't smoked weed in 10 years. And, you know, it's totally different than when we were buying, you know, bricks of it in the past. So then like having there be the understanding of like, you might not get it right the first time, but there's so much merit in trying again and trying to find out, you know, some of the nuances of the plant to go ahead and, and make sure that you can have that positive experience. So yeah, I love that. So like Papa and Barkley, like super sweet uh, kind of story there. I really appreciate the fact that it was like made for the love of, a, of a, a father, like a Papa. Like that's really cute. And I love stories that kind of are rooted in, you know, some sort of background or looking to help a family member out or like a close friend. That's really cool. Can you tell me a little bit more about like just starting Papa and Barkley and what, you know, what your guy's goal was? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, we, we settled on a mission statement pretty early, which is unlocking the power of the plant to improve people's lives. And it is born out of that experience of, you know, for the ones we love or better for you. Those were our original and current taglines. And my partner, Adam Grossman, his dad was on hospice. Um, you know, he had stenosis at the back and the doctor was like, if he can't get out of bed and just make it to the bathroom, this is a downward spiral. So out of desperation, he got these inhalable grade flowers. This is back in Boston where he's from. He soaked them in coconut oil in a crock pot and, um, you know, rubbed this salve on his dad's back. Sure enough, his dad got up out of bed, got off hospice, lived several years past the event, uh, enough to even see Pop and Barkley be launched. Um, and so that was the origin. So then when I first met with Adam, I look at this product. At that time, I have a vape pen company in Colorado. I'm on the grind, like over refining canvas. So my first instinct is like, oh, well, look, just put this light hydrocarbon extract. It'll be a lot easier, a lot easier to scale. But as soon as we did that, it was a different product. And I started to have those questions again, that free thinking. It's like CPG people are telling me, no, it doesn't, shouldn't smell like cannabis. You know, green is a weird color for topicals. All those things were antithetical to or in opposition to, I should say, um, you know, this whole plant formula that was green and had this natural chlorophyll that definitely smelled of cannabis. And most importantly, when we sent it out for testing, shout out SC Labs holding us down from the beginning. This is, this is in 2015. Um, I realized, wow, eight milligrams per gram to 10 milligrams per gram. That is a lot. Most of the topicals at the time were like 50, 50 milligrams in a little jar as if that was a lot. You know, Pop and Barkley, when we came out, it was strong, not because we just wanted it to be strong, because we realized on the skin, it's not psychoactive, but you need a lot of cannabinoids to penetrate the dermis and be effective. When we tested the light hydrocarbon version versus the uh, lipid infusion version, and lipid infusion means just soaking it in a fat, in our case, coconut oil or MCT oil, it was obvious that the effects were much more pronounced with the whole plant formula. So we quickly attributed the green chlorophyll, the other plant fats and phytonutrients is helping the cannabinoids migrate through the dermis. And now after seven years, we have a, tr a treasure trove of data that clearly points in that direction around whole plant. We have been doing our own internal studies 
and, and gathering our data to show that whole plant efficacy is real. The entourage effect is real, and we can prove that more definitively now, not just anecdotally. So that was our core. And at the beginning, we launched with this bomb that we call the first cannabis conversation, meaning no matter how reticent a regulator you are, no matter how uh, uh, kind of, you know, uh, crazy, like, anti-cannabis you are if i rub this on you you get all the benefits and none of the downsides and start to experience that first plant medicine then you start to take a high cbd tincture and start to realize oh wait throughout my body i feel that systemic inflammation lowering and you have a better feeling and quality of life then you start using cannabis and other uh pain management ailments to get off of even your advils and your tylenols and never mind your norco and now the game has changed Right, so we've seen that in the desert, what we call the Pop and Barkley funnel, where snowbirds start with a bomb that maybe was gifted to them, and before you know it, they they were leaving our funnel, going into vape pens and other gummies. That then prompted us to launch these other sub brands, right? So Pop and Barkley is now a family of brands under the ampersand. The ampersand represents, of course, always solventless, clean label, fair trade products. That is true of all our sub brands. But first, we came out with Papa Select, just to show people that hey, yeah, recognize that these products our lipid infusion and their topicals, but we know how to make great cannabis oil, bar none. And so winning the Emerald Cup this year, but of course previous years, first, second in place, and just sweeping in this ice water hash categories and rosin categories just showed, hey, we know how to extract awesome inhalable grade oil solvently, so just recognize. And then we came out with our our, uh, what I call the fatty middle brand, the lifestyle brand, PMB Kitchen, which is gourmet edibles and gummies or chocolates and gummies. They're all powered by awesome ice water hash, all solventless, of course, all tox-free, all clean label, no artificial preservatives or anything. And then on the select side, again, just because I, I don't like misinformation and with so many brands trying to say, oh, here's a strain-specific gummy, I'm like, it can't be strain-specific in strawberry. If it's strain-specific, it needs to have the same terpenes hopefully original, unmolested terpenes that the strain does. So with my confectionery director, shout out Lindsay Hurley, we endeavored to create that. And on the select side, we do have a gummy that the only flavor and color in there is the rosin. Sure, there's sugar and tapioca and the other things you need to make a gummy. But as far as flavorings and coloring, it is just the rosin. And when you taste it, it is tasting the strain, whether it's gargoyle, melonberry, we have pink lemonade, and we've renamed our Fruity Pebble strain to Rainbow Rubble because of the sensitivity around copyright and children and so on. So I think that was the right move. We also have a, 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 a garlic cookies, which is kind of like an interesting, savory, sweet version of the gummy but it's only the garlic cookies and then we did put a hint and a flavor in some of those just to show the pairings and whatnot and on the pmb kitchen side those gourmet flavors go from like lychee to pineapple ginger to watermelon chili the chocolates are best in class you know fair trade chocolate non-waxy awesome just amazing chocolate uh so that's a little bit about our brands and like kind of like how we approach uh, uh making products and which is amazing. Like, honestly, when I first was reviewing your site, you know, one thing that I really honed in on, and I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of this, is that you have so much transparency on your site, in addition to a large repository of information, not only about your products, but like cannabis in general, like you've just walked us through so much like education and so much information like around cannabis. And I love cannabis uh, education 
again, with the main reason being that the more we learn about it, the more we can talk about it, the easier it becomes to like have there be, you know, because it's funny, like talking about the stigma, right? Because you're like, the, our, our weed tastes like weed. Like, and I love that. Like, I love, I love how weed smells, how it looks, how it tastes. But like, it's not for everyone to your point about, you know, some of the snowbirds, right? Because it's, it had such a like big stigma carried against it and like things that have smoke in them still carry, you know, a pretty legit uh, stigma. And it's really kind of those entryways like a gummy, you know, it's harmless enough, a, a solve, you know, like I always joke that like within my family, I used to be the one that always got called out, like, you know, narked on for, for smoking weed. And now I have, you know, aunts and cousins and people asking me to send them stuff across the US, like recommendations, like I've got hip pain, what can I do? You know, I'm having trouble sleeping, what's a good option? And I love being able to to share that because I think it's really changing the minds of, you know, prior generations that will help shape the future of cannabis and future generations acceptance and wide, more widespread use and acceptance. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as a formulator, I always say that, like, I want to create products that are as close to science uh, as possible, as close to truthful, transparent science as possible, because, like, you know, to quote some cheesy old ads, like, the, you know, an educated consumer is our best customer, or I think the Motorcycle Foundation likes to use the more you know, the better it gets. And I often talk about cannabis science agnostic of the brand because I want to educate you. And if you are well, well educated, you will find my brand. And look, our brand is a premium brand. It is more expensive, but people pay for more expensive things when they know what they're getting, right? We know that like Bud Light is the most popular uh, beer, but sometimes when the in-laws are coming over, you might get that craft beer. That's how I view our products. It's like, it's not to say that there are not other products that, you know, you might want to get, I'm not going to mention any names, but you might want to get a lesser concentrate if you're going to the river or if you're going to put it in like your, your, your pen or something. But if you have guests coming over or you're celebrating something, you might want to spend that extra for Papa Select because you know we don't automate, we hand row. You know that we, we source all our products from small farmers in the Humboldt County. So the Appalachian, the terroir, the love is there, never mind it being award-winning, right? So the more you know about cannabis, cannabis culture, the better. And to your point about smell and taste, I had a lot of these CPG folks telling me about, well, you need to meet the consumer where they are. And for a while I was frustrated. And then I realized I had this aha moment. Oh yeah, you're right. We do need to meet the consumer where they are. But the only people qualified to do that is those of us who know where we're going. I know where we're going. And similar to post-prohibition in alcohol, people said that Americans had no palate for, uh, for wine and beer and we did not. And some people argue that it's only now we're getting that palate back. Well, I don't want that to happen to cannabis. Yes, newbies need to develop a palate. But to your other, your point is like the smell and taste of cannabis are unique. And I foresee a day in dispensaries where everything is flavored as cannabis. If you want something that's strawberry or, or peppermint flavored, there are plenty of places in the mall for those kinds of confections. You're coming to a dispensary for cannabis products, and eventually we will be able to express the nuances and smells of cannabis in a way that's good. I often ask people, what do you think of this? They're like, oh, it kind of smells or tastes like weed. I was like, that's not the question. Does it smell or taste good? Because you're not mutually exclusive. It might be a new smell to you, but get your game up. I'm not a wine drinker, but at least I can appreciate that I don't know that my palate isn't cultured enough to understand the nuances when a sommelier is telling me that. If I really wanted to invest in wine, I would grow my palate. I happen to have done that for cannabis. And so folks just need to know this is not some crazy illicit drug that needs to be distillate and some race to the bottom. There are so many nuances and and subtleties that can be brought out. And those of us who want to be educated and dive down that rabbit hole and become connoisseurs should be encouraged to go that way. 
I completely agree with you. And I mean, you have me just all fired up, like all passionate, like it it is, it's palpable, you know, through, through a line. So that's pretty amazing. I definitely, you know, I I love hearing about this, like developing a palette, right? Because to your point, like the alcohol, uh, exhibition and just how we've been moving forward with cannabis like what are some good ways that you would encourage people to develop a palette around cannabis yeah so you know first of all there's this thing that we all have to understand for the last hundred years we have been programmed more let's not say 100 years our entire lifetime all living adults have been aggressively programmed to under to think that cannabis is demonized or, or some demon weed or some crazy drug And we have to all look at that canvas shame in the face and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to give this thing a fair shake. I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to understand and believe the actual facts that there is no toxicity. And so similar to back in high school, when people would give you a beer or something and it didn't taste good to you, you've kind of soldiered through it from peer pressure as adults we should be looking at cannabis and saying okay i know the benefits here i know that this is better for me than drinking that's what the data says this is better for me than the anxiety and sleep medications that are available let me commit some period of time to experimenting tastes and modalities meaning ways of titrating cannabis that work for me you know we forget that with alcohol most of us are like can go out to a bar have a few drinks go out to a party or dinner and have a few drinks and still understand how to act right if you will well with cannabis it's the same thing it does not happen overnight you have to you know experiment the good news is we know that cannabis is 100 percent tox-free all the side effects in many ways are benefits more eating more sleeping <laughs> right those right are right for many indications those are actually positives there is no downside there are no deaths and every time somebody's freaked out and gone to the emergency room it's because they were freaked out they had too much cannabis shame somebody just has to look at them typically a doctor or somebody they trust and say take a deep breath it's just gonna pass and then all of a sudden everything seems hunky-dory right so you know the placebo effect is very strong and when people have been told that this is a very dangerous thing and they get you know too high for lack of a better term the first time they freak out because they think something's gone wrong when that's exactly not true. So by reinforcing that education of safety, non-toxicity of plant medicine, and I say this for all plant medicine, not just uh, cannabis, you know, typically plant medicine is buffering that the, the, the active ingredients that cause us to have lower toxicity issues, no real ability to overdose. You know, I mean, I can tell you after judging Emerald Cup, you can smoke all day, all night and the worst that's going to happen is you're going to fall asleep and have the munchies. I was just going to say, you can attest to this, right? Like you, you've you gone on marathons, so to speak, in that way. <laughs> and I always joke, like, because I'm a couple people's, like, you know, emergency dial if they happen to consume too much because I can just remind them to, you know, you know what I mean? It's like it, it, it relates so much even to some mental health issues that, you know, is kind of widespread right now. It's like grounding yourself in the facts, you know, like can you die from this? It might feel like it based off of your current heart rate, but like, no, there's no like deaths that are associated with cannabis use. Um, and you know, I, I'll, I'll always like remember one time what happened with one of our friends and, you know, we were like, just go inside and listen to some music, close your eyes. If you fall asleep, like you're going to be okay. And he's like, okay, how many times should we do that? We're like, ideally just one, but however many it takes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, well, that's great. You know, I really think that the more that people can spend time, like better understanding. And I, and I love that, like, you know, it's funny cause it's, um, you know, the, the floodgates open, right? Like cannabis is legal. We, we go balls to the wall and try to make the things with the most THC and the, you know, highest, whatever terpenes enter. And to your point, like terpenes are great if you're looking for flavor inclusion and, you know, the whole overall, like whole plant using the whole plant and how much benefit there is, you know, within not only like the plant matter, but all of the terpenes, the whole experience, right? Um, but like, I'm definitely loving that we're starting to have conversations more around not like what is the THC percentage because that's like the worst thing. Even when I head into a dispensary, and if the uh, the bud tender like will even preface it with like, "All right, well here's our tie as THC stuff," I'm like, "No, like come on, no, like talk to me about the other things because it's not always." And sometimes it's totally fine if it is about you know getting high out of your mind, but in a lot of cases, more sustained use and like what I like to call conscious um, consumption is more rooted in like the benefits it has to your body now not how high you're able to get off of like one joint a hundred percent look we don't treat anything like that you don't go into a restaurant and say give me the most energy energy dense food you don't go into a bar and say give me the highest alcohol proof you say give me what i like in terms of taste maybe you might describe what kind of flavors or you know uh versions of it you like you know it's like there's so much more to potency now that potency thing, that THC thing, again, that comes again from cannabis shame, right? Yep. It comes from this notion of we are in a scarcity mindset. This is an illicit drug. I don't have safe access. I need a one-hit wonder. Those things are all going now. One of the benefits of compliance is this notion of abundance. We have abundance. There are more stores, you know, more ways to access, more ways to titrate cannabis. And now it's just a matter of you finding what you like. And you should never be going for the one-hit wonder. I... You know, I always waffle with the gummy potency. People are like, well, we should make it less potent so they can eat more. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But people's potency goes up and, you know, uh, let's find that sweet spot. So we do five and 10 milligrams, right, depending. But I think that folks want to be able to eat something that tastes great. And if you need more, you can get more. When it comes to the smoking or the aromatherapy, which is what I like to call dabs, because that's what they are. And I do believe they are the future of how we will consume inhalable grade cannabis it's like have a little sip you know i think about these new puffco peak rigs and stuff and we have a we have a dispensary consumption lounge here in humboldt and i find that newbies smoking is fraught with danger a lot of people don't want to do that coughing all that edibles have an onset time even with this alleged new nanotechnology it's still uh, a decent onset time and you don't know how your body's going to react to it um and it once it's in it doesn't go away until it processes out same thing with tinctures however when we think about aromatherapy or low temperature vaporization well i encourage people to smell these concentrates talk about all the terpenes the farm it came from all that same cultural richness that we get from flour but now you put in this nice solventless concentrate you warm it up to 500 degrees and you can just take a sip of the vapor nobody says that you have to like take a big bong hit or a big rip of it those are, those days are past take a sip taste terpenes lower the temperature go for the terps you're gonna get some efficacy and guess what like alcohol keep taking different dabs do a flight of dabs at low temperature until you get the efficacy you need right it's the most measurable way of taking small sips of cannabis where you get that efficacy and if you're a newbie you stop when you're there and unlike edibles, it'll process out in like 30 to 40 minutes as opposed to me being in your 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 guts for 
days, some people claim, right? So how we use cannabis and how we perceive abundance or start to accept that cannabis is abundant and we don't need a one-hit wonder or we don't need the potent, the most potent, we need what tastes and feels best for us, just like we do with our food or with alcohol. No, that's, I mean, that's an awesome point too. Like the further refined that our palates get, we're going to be calling for, you know, new products that highlight the terpenes. Do you have a favorite terpene? Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm, 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 a, I'm a big, and I think you'd ask this about favorite strain too. I'm a big osamine terpinoline person. And what that means is hazes, cheeses, train wreck. Right. It also means something that's missing in the cannabis market right now. So for those of folks who are wanting to be canisseurs and want to start to be smart when they go to dispensaries, ask how long those flowers were grown for. Most flowers in California and I dare say the nation have been grown for about 60, 65 days. Why? That allows a provider to move to use their greenhouse, their hoop house, their indoor environment five to six times a year in terms of yield. But the reality is. These uh, these osamine terpinoline strains, you know, again, shout out Alec Dixon at SC Labs for really giving us that terp talk, that sexy terp talk. <laughs> when we talk about, you know, these some of these high-end minor terpenes that really change the nuances and the flavors from tangy to cheesy to fruity, right? Those terpenes happen later in the game. And true hazes, true train wrecks, true dracoheras are usually 70, 75-day strains, right? Real, like, uh, Colombian gold and those true original sativas are more like 80 and 90 days. Well, that means that we're going to have to pay more for that. So when you walk in and you say, hey, let me get a real super silver haze, something that's really going to make my mind, my mind buzz, right? A true sativa. That's a 90-day strain, and you're going to pay 50% more. I know a lot of folks are saying, oh, indica sativa hybrid doesn't mean anything. That's because we blew it up. I was going to say, we ruined it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even I myself as an indoor grower, I back-crossed my OGs. I back-crossed my pineapples, you know, that could have been sativas to try to make them 60-day strains so I could get five and a half to six turns on my room because that was where the – at that point, you know, it's about earning. Right. And, and now that we have safe access, now that we have greenhouses, now that the Emerald Triangle can really start to grow true sun grown. Let's start leaving some full term plants in the ground for 70, 80, 90 days. As Swami would tell us every day under the sun, magic is being imbued. Right. We are star stuff. And when the plant is absorbing that sun energy being directly translated to you without some animal processor in the middle, that's plant medicine. Right. It's like you take the power of the sun into you when you harvest those trichomes. And so every day under the sun is better. But yet right now we're being shortchanged because of cogs, because people don't understand that they might need to pay a little extra for certain flower strains that have just taken a little longer to make. And that so one all of my comes- favorite strains is the hazes and the cheeses. That's where I'm at. Train wreck for sure. I, I love that. Um, and I, I really, I think, you know, what you're saying is so true because like we all push for the legalization, but unfortunately, like all of the downstream impacts of that too do include things like trying to make things, you know, work harder for you. And that like the money aspect is always involved in it because there are high costs in cannabis in, in doing cannabis right, making sure the soil's right, making sure the facilities are right. And and like, I know it's, it's almost like it's, it's a big problem that I think we need to solve just because I think it's important to pay homage to the original strains and how they were intended to grow like 
I mean, by no means, like we've grown in our backyard a couple of times. And the things that you learn by doing that are just like insane and learning that some take longer to flower, that some need extended time in the ground versus like a standard 65 day that you kind of spoke to. Like, it's so much about learning, but if you're not looking for it, like you're not going to find it. And so that's why I love like how like Papa and Barkley and specifically with, you know, your new launch P&B kitchen, like you guys are really putting that at the forefront. And I think that 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 means a lot. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. It's like, yeah, people, I just want folks to, I, I look at our products as like, the more educated you are, again, the the, the more you're likely to pick our products. Because we're, I'm also trying to solve for some of those green aspects that I believe are part of our industry, right? So fair trade. I want everybody to get paid fairly and win in this game. We all got to eat, right? Clean label. There is no reason, okay, it's called a dispensary. By definition, that is a place of healing. And so I take issue. I understand the consumer may not know things, but retailers, shame. If I go in your dispensary and I see, I'm not going to mention any names, but if I see certain gummies specifically that have high fructose corn syrup, have artificial flavors, have artificial colors, and you have the audacity to put my products next to them and not differentiate, shame on you. You have these people coming to you. We are still building this industry. We are building an industry of wellness. To me, cannabis is always going to be wellness. It's not alcohol. These We, we can talk about the beverages in a minute, but these pe- beverage providers don't even realize that that entire sector is cannabis shame. You want me to be like in a bar drinking, drinking uh, THC like it's alcohol? It's not alcohol. I'm not going to mention the name of this company, but on their website, they're like, same buzz, no hangover. Same buzz, question mark? People yeah. are not out here fighting and brawling on cannabis. It's not the same thing, not even close. We need our own new thing, our own new ways, right? And so to that end, what is good? a good cannabis product? Well, it's not just about potency. It's about a whole myriad of things that folks haven't conned on to. And as far as a brand, other parts of this green movement are sustainability, that fair trade, that clean label. So when you buy a Papa and Barkley product, I want you to know that I put the best ingredients to the best of my ability, as clean as possible to get that formulation. The packaging is as minimal and as sustainable as necessary. You know, aesthetics are a part, right? But we've put that secondary. The marketing team realizes that sustainability and and uh, and 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 um, just the the sustainability takes second place to aesthetics is what I'm trying to say. It's like, we have to make a package that is not going to disrupt the environment that is going to still have all our compliant information and be childproof. And then of course it has to look good. It has to pop. We know that. Right. Um, but yeah, that's the, those are the kinds of things we're thinking when we're le- releasing products. Well, and it's a real thing too. I mean, like I, more now than ever, like we're cu- accustomed to see like, you know, alcohol litter, like the r- packages, right? Empty bottles, whatever. But like starting to then in legal states, see like tubes, you know, like those aren't going anywhere, you know, like those are literally just going to sit until either hopefully someone picks them up or, you know, whatever, like they're not going to go back to the earth. So I think that, you know, within the cannabis consumer, there's a lot who really appreciate that and who are like looking at it, not in terms of like how it's going to impact today, because you introduce a new product to society, like it's going to have downstream impacts. And so any ways that we can mitigate that, like out of the gate versus when it becomes an issue. I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Agree. And and I do think that if if you're already into cannabis, you're likely thinking greener and uh, and have a little love in your heart and a little love for the planet and those around you. And if you're new to cannabis, stand by to be imbued with love. I love that. 
So, okay, so we've got chocolates and we've got your new gummy releases. Do you have any products like next up that you're planning on releasing or do we just kind of have to be patient and see? Um, you know, so this, you know, because uh, uh, the industry, as most people know, are under fire. So please look for your petitions, anything that you see that can support the industry so that, you know, we can really force Sacramento uh, and the feds. But let's just deal with here at home in California. Um you know, if, if if Sacramento can help us out with this tax burden, you know, at least the cultivation tax, you know, maybe the excise tax and put it at that front end, like any movements we can do there, that would be awesome. But to that end, for uh, this year, we are kind of like just trying to stay lean on the innovation just to preserve capital and just stay in the fight, as it were. You will see some, uh, we have our filled bites, our caramel filled bites are to me, one of the best products in the market. Um, we will start to see, you will see, uh, I forget what filling. I think we decided cashew. Um, don't quote me on that, but there'll be another filling or two coming out. Um, there'll definitely be some they'll, new select gummies. So like I said, the fruity rubble, is that what we called it? The rainbow rubble and the pink lemonade will be coming out. Um, and they'll be coming out hopefully with the concentrates to match. I've always had a dream that you could smell the flower, smell the concentrate, taste the edible and have consistency to all three. And we are very close to that right now. So that release will come out. Um, I was hoping to do it for 710. It might come a little bit later. Definitely some 710s flavors. Sessions has dropped, which is our lower priced uh, solventless concentrate. Um, you will see pan bites again. I'm hoping that's a Q4 thing. So pan bites, little, uh, our same awesome fair trade chocolate, but in little uh, malt, you know, covered malt balls, kind of, kind of like the Kiva product, um, one milligram to two milligrams. Haven't really decided yet, but that should be out in the fall, if not first of the year. And definitely coming back next year, I hope to open up and get back into more innovation where we'll see different flavors of chocolates, different inclusions. Um, so a lot of the same form factors but all kinds of you know awesome flavors uh people often ask why are we not in the vape category um you know i started in the vape sector it's only now that i started to find devices that might be good for premium quality products i always thought of the vape cart as a more like a beer can like you can't really put premium stuff in there because it's not the best use of it <laughs> for uh, sure but, you know, devices have come up, so we might be looking at, at something like that. You might see a select, you know, solventless vape cart because that's starting to, to, to take hold. People are starting to understand why they pay more for a solventless vape cart. Yeah, so look, the product roadmap is not as deep this year given the environment. Um, but yeah, some new things for sure towards the end on the second half of the year. That's awesome. We'll, we'll look for that and we'll definitely make sure that our listeners know when those releases happen because that's really exciting. Yeah, and then, of course, collaboration. You know, I think the vibe now, uh, we saw this a lot at the Emerald Cup Awards. You know, thank you to Tim Blake and, and Taylor Blake for putting on such an awesome event with, again, we, we see the love and we realize we are still in this fight. And so we're all locking arms. And so I hope to do definitely some collaborations, even with, like, competitors. Like, you know, shout out Jessica at Feeling Frosty. You know, would love to do, like, you know, even though we do award-winning concentrates, they do award-winning concentrates. You know, shout out to Huckleberry Hill Farms, who won first place with the White Thorn Rose. I had no, you know, we've swept this category the last two years. We, we pulled third this year, but I had no problem, you know, tipping the hat to those folks, uh, you know, with White Thorn Rose, because that was fire product. And, like, I'd love to do a collab with them. You know, maybe our friends at Atlas Edibles, uh, you know, shout out to Ezra, do, like, a savory collab with them. We're doing a collab with Albert Ironstones on our Canagars and coming out with some uh, Blunt Titos from them. 
under the select line. So, you know, now's the time for us to look to our friends and neighbors and work with them in the spirit of co-opetition because we're in this together and we're either going to rise together or we're going to fall together. And, you know, given some of the players in there that I've been fighting with all along over these last couple of decades, I'm not worried. So, yeah, definitely some collaborations towards the holiday season as well. You know, small runs. So if you hear it, if you hear us, we're collabing, you know, we're doing a thousand units. You better, you better go out there and get it before it's gone. Right. And I think like the big thing that like I've really noticed just in kind of getting to know you over the last 40 minutes is like you have no ego in this. Like you want all boats to rise because that just kind of furthers the whole cannabis dream. Right. Like that's not I I won't say that's not everywhere in the industry, but it's definitely a really uh, refreshing viewpoint. So I really I really thank you for that and for time today, uh, spending talking about Papa and Barkley as well as P and B Kitchen and all of your new releases. We're really excited for them. Thanks, thanks, yeah, thanks for having me. For sure. <laughs> I mean, when you're right, you're right. Am I right? Thank you so much to Gee for spending some time with us today. I, like I said, learned so much. I'm so excited. Um, you can find out more about Papa and Barkley um, on Instagram. They have at um, Papa and Barkley as well as at P&B Kitchen um, for Instagram uh, or their website, www.papaandbarkley.com. Uh, I really loved the chance. I've said that like a hundred times at this point. Um, getting to speak with him today, it was like truly like being around someone who's kind of legendary in the space. I'm not going to lie. Um, so if you have any questions, go ahead and you can go to um, on Instagram at Pop Moms Podcast. If you click our link tree or if you're on our email list or if you are a part of our group on Facebook, I will be sending out a code for a discount off of your Papa and Barkley order. So go check that out again at Pop Moms Podcast uh, for Instagram. And then if you search that on Facebook, that's another great way. Otherwise, www.potmomspodcast.com. Hey, or email me. I keep asking people to email me. No one emails me. That's okay. Single tier. Uh, Potmomspodcast at gmail.com. Tell me what you want to hear from this season um, or how awesome you think that Guy is. So uh, have a great day. Uh, Keep blazing and stay amazing. Bye, Mom. Super mom, there she is, doing it all, looking so beautiful. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.